what I've learned through this whole process is that our voice is valid. Mm. That as young people, we can be inspirational. Our different perspectives have value and bring a lot to the table. And it says a lot about where our generation is going as a group. And I'm proud that I was able to be part of that, to hear others' stories and hear how bold they speak of what they're doing and what they hope to accomplish in the future. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dunker. Today on the podcast, we have all our hosts for the season four. And we're just having a final episode and just do like the journey through episode four from the first episode to today's last episode that we are having. And I will just want everyone to introduce themselves one more time for the audience to get to know you. Not one last time on here, but at least just remember who you are. I'll start with Suleiman since he's the first on my screen. Hello, everybody. I'm Suleiman Say. I'm a third year journalism student living in the Gambia. Great. Esme? Hi, I'm Esme Love. I live in Texas in the United States, and I recently graduated of college. Samuel? Hey, everyone. My name is Samuel Masakoi, second year student at the University of Gambia studying development studies, and I live in Gambia. Great. And Anu Falami? Hi, I'm Anu Falami, and I'm in seventh grade, and I live in New York. Awesome. Let's talk about season four. Let me hear what your experiences are going into your first episode. There were some fun times, but we'll get into that later. Let's hear everyone how it was for them. The first episode versus your last episode. What do you think it was like and everything? Yeah, let's go. Anyone can start. It's been quite a fun experience, to be honest. From the first one till the last one that I did, because at first I didn't know how it was going to go. Would it turn out good? Would it turn out bad? But we thank God it was okay. And I really had fun doing it and interviewing these people. I got to know different things and overall it was a fun journey. Awesome. Yeah, uh, similar experience for me. In the beginning, of course, it's something you've never done before, so you don't know what to expect. But I'm glad it was not just fun, but educative as well and inspiring because all the people that I interview, all the people I spoke to, and also all my co-hosts that I'm on here with today are inspiring in their own way. So those are some things that I've taken away from this experience. 
the first experience it was like scary because you didn't know that like it's different scary but then when you start doing your other episodes it sounds easier you learn more from the people you interview and you learn how you can translate that to your own that's true i see yeah i agree with what everyone has said so far i was very nerve-wracking experience at first because you don't know the people you're talking to really so in that short time you're getting to know them and you're improving well for me personally I was improving like my communication skills like usually I listen to conversations now I'm a part of conversations and leading the direction of the questions and stuff like that so it was a very interesting leadership experience to have that's great I was smiling at everyone's contribution but before I say what's up in mind this tells you how life is like. And on Barabrika's corner, we say, step out on faith and defy the odds. And sometimes when you are stepping out on faith, it's scary to start and do anything. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. And before you realize, you become a pro. And you're like, how did you do this? Are you able to balance all this? I don't know. Everyone started asking you questions. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, oh, I already knew how to do this. So let's go. When I started Barabrika's Corner, I did not like to be on camera. And even now, <laughs> with camera, I always get my critiques telling me what I did and what I didn't do right. And I'm still learning. I'm still going. It's not something that I actually love doing, just being on camera. No, I'd rather do behind the scenes. I'm a pro at that. There's a time that you're sitting in the ground and there's a time that after watering and training and all the things that you have to do to become what you want to be, there's a time that comes that you grow out and you pop up. When you do pop up, you still have to grow and you still have to bear fruits. And some fruits take time. Some fruits come out quickly. And so that's why you don't get jealous or envious of someone when they are bearing fruits because maybe they're an apple and you are an orange or the other person is a mango or somebody is a bamboo because bamboos take time. But when they are ready to pop out, they pop out and they grow really fast. The thing is, you guys did so well and I'm so proud of you. And what I was thinking earlier, <laughs> starting from the first episode with Anu, she had to go like so many times. <laughs> How did you feel the first person that you interviewed, which was our writer? Halima B. Yeah, Halima B. She was so short and brief, like within 15 minutes, Anu has finished interviewing this person. <laughs> I was like a first on the episode of the podcast because I've never had a 15 minutes interview. So I had to tell the producers, don't fast forward this because they do fast forward it a little. If you hear, they kind of like compress it. I was like, please don't make this fast because then it's going to be a 10 minutes <laughs> podcast. I know how did you feel that day? It was kind of scary because even though I was memorizing it, I still forgot what I was saying. <laughs> because you never did it before. Even though I was saying things, I didn't hear what I was saying myself. So it was kind of scary, but it was kind of fun at the same time. Right. We practiced. We did practice prepare before the podcast. But <laughs> she just wanted to get out. And with Saul, so we had the list of questions and Saul decided to start from the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, what? In my mind, I'm like, okay, we are supposed to tell a story. You have to start from how you started, how it goes. But he started from the end, like, what advice have you got for people out there? I'm like, okay, what's going on? But then when the podcast came out, you couldn't tell that someone had made an error some way. It just flowed seamlessly. So what was on your mind that day? I didn't even know I was making that mistake. 
I think it was afterwards that you spoke about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then when we were going on with the podcast and I was asking him questions, it just felt normal. Yeah. But I didn't know I was making a mistake. I think that's because I gave us a fault on my side because in my mind, Saul is already a host. He already knows how this goes. So I just left the questions to him and he would decide, even though we talked like a few minutes before the interview. But I wasn't expecting because of the way I sent the questions to you. That was, and that's how you just picked it. But then at the end of the day, no one really knew that this was an error or anything. Even Suleiman, as you're saying right now, like he wasn't even aware. I was the one, but that's because it's the way I've done it. And it just goes to tell you that people do things differently. If he started from the bottom, that's fine. Like someone starts from the top, that's fine. You don't have to be judgmental about them. Just leave them to be, at the end of the day, the result that you're going to get is what you want, right? So at the end of the day, we had an interview. At the end of the day, the message was passed. So it was okay. It was fine. But I was just like, huh? What's going on? Oh my God. You know, I just got, but then when I listened to it, when it came out, it was okay. And then for Esme, <laughs> I think your first interview was with the kids, right? With Ashraf Music. ASM Music School kids. Actually, the guy is Samuel's brother. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. So it was really brief as well for Esme. She was just like, so, you know, she was just like. <laughs> I wanted it to be over real quick. I guess. It's not easy. And then the thing is, it's just kids, right? It's not even like your age mates. Why do you think you were so nervous with them? It was just kids. It's just because if I don't know someone, it's hard for me to have a full conversation with them. It takes me time to get to know people. So having to have ask all these questions, I was like, uh, can we wrap it up? I just felt like, okay, these are people half your age. I was thinking it should be like smooth and thing, but it was totally different. I guess people have different ways of approaching different people. So it doesn't matter who is in the room with them. And then Samuel, your first interview was with Oyekile? Yes, yes. I mean, you actually did well with him as well. Samuel was enjoying that interview. <laughs> that interview, if I left Samuel to it, would have done two hours of the interview. <laughs> that went fast, actually. Combo was interesting. It went really fast. Yeah. It was like, uh, we have to start wrapping up right now. <laughs> you did so well on that interview as well. And it also tells you that sometimes you enjoy stuff so much. Yeah. You want to go on. But there comes a time we have to draw the curtain on it. You can't keep going. Sometimes when you keep going, it ends up becoming boring. And you want to be more creative about it. And again, for a podcast, you wouldn't want listeners to be on there for like, I mean, there's some podcasts that last so long and people enjoy it. But with Barabric, has to try to make it brief so that people can look forward to the next one. Because if you have like two, three hours of podcasts, <laughs> that's like half a day yeah. for somebody. But that's also lessons learned. And coming to lessons learned, one of your takeaways from the podcast any one or two lessons you guys have learned on the season of the podcast Suleiman I've learned that it's never too early to start something doesn't matter how young you are it's not about age because the whole theme of this season was about young people and great things that young people can do and the great things that young people are doing so I learned that it's never too early to do anything people that I've interviewed Joy Laga she have a drag cleaning company and then also she had a charity as well for secondary school students mm -hmm. at such a young age. That's amazing. And also Black Max, he's one of the best YouTubers in the Gambia and he's young too. I learned that it's never too early to do anything if you want to start something or whatever. I think age is an excuse most of the time. It doesn't have to have a say in what you want to do. That might be my biggest takeaway. That's true. Age is just, like they say, a number. 
you can't start doing anything from a young age, I guess, with our generation. We just want to go. We don't want to be held back. And that's one thing I'm so proud of and grateful for that we have this spirit in us like we want to go. And it's very, very good that we not sit and settle and say, you know, how do I do this? And how do I can do this? I'm too young, but you got to go. Just do it. It's me. What I've learned through this whole process is that our voice is valid. Mm. That as young people, we can be inspirational. Our perspectives, our different perspectives have value and bring a lot to the table. And it says a lot about where our generation is going as a group. And I'm proud that I was able to be part of that, to hear other stories and hear how bold they speak of what they're doing and what they hope to accomplish in the future. That's good. I know. I think two things that I have learned is how African homes are different, how everyone is not the same. Kids can play a huge part in the world. They have a huge part group other people, their situation. That's good. That kids play a very huge role in this life. Yeah, that's amazing. Samuel, lessons learned. One, it's actually from the first games. He said something very important that we should invest in relationships. Because he gave an instance of him and his friend all over a smaller issue. He later on became a big time artist. And because of that grudge or that problem, it really ruined that friendship, that one that they had. So he could not communicate or go back to him. So as young people, we should invest in relationships. And no matter what, let's try and forgive and find room for reconciliation. So that's what I've learned so far throughout that story. I've learned a lot of things to work. This is the one that has stuck out with me, yeah. Mm. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was just having a conversation with myself last night about grudges and holding on to stuff. And as young people, we have so much in us and we get angry quickly. We want our voices to be heard and everything, but let's not try to disrespect people wanting our voices to be heard. Let's not try to be rude, say it in a good way, but also that make peace with people or learn to forgive easily. Because for me, this is what I see. You have bitterness in your heart. It becomes like a little black spot in your heart. That's what I see in my mind. Recently, I've just tried to not hold bitterness in me. The kind of person I was, I could get angry and just let it all out. But I had come to a point in my life where it's like, it's not necessary. Just say what's on your mind without just blowing up learning to calm down before even speaking. If you can't speak at that moment, just tell the person, I can't talk right now. Can you give me some time? And then I want to process this so I can discuss it with you later. And sometimes that's what I do. About holding on to stuff, I feel like for me in my mind, it's like a black spot. It keeps growing. So anytime you are bitter about something, it adds to that black spot and it grows. Before you realize the shape of your heart is no longer red, it's black. And now I feel like you become a walking dead because you are holding on to so much bitterness from different people and you haven't let yourself go. And then before you realize that's what kills you, you get heart attacks and whatever else that will come up. You could just even start getting an illness that is like out of nowhere. And before you realize you've lost your life. I never want to have to hold on to bitterness or anger. You know, I just want to, if you do something to me, I just want to let it go. There's people that have heard me and I'll tell you that today, if I see them, I would say hi, hello. We might have a conversation or two. We might not. I'm not sure. But I am not going to say, because you did this to me or you heard me this way, when I see you, I'll run on the other side of the street. Like, the stress. Because I don't want to face you. I'm going to run. No, I will face you. 
Hi, hello, how are you? Maybe not grab a cup of coffee or anything. No, well, at least that conversation will be there. That talk or that chat will be there. And then you move on. I don't have to be your friend. We don't have to be close like we used to be before. But at least that hi, hello, we're there. Just because I just want to let you go. Do whatever you want to do. They say karma is a bee. And what goes around comes around. And <laughs> I just leave that in God's hands because for me, some of the things that I've learned along the way or I've seen in my past, it's like you did this before and you kind of hurt somebody. It's going to come back to you. I mean, I've seen it come back to me. I didn't like it. And so quickly and at a very young age, and I realized that I knew that this is not who I wanted to be. I don't want to keep hurting people because at the end of the day, it's going to come back and it's going to come back big and worse. Somebody might say, oh, if you're a child of faith or, you know, you have changed and all of that, it might not. But some things you have to learn the lessons. It might not be all of them. One or two come up and that should be able to shift you, like your thinking, your thought process. And you're like, no, I can't do this anymore. I want to be better. And that's for me, it's what keeps me going. Like, I want to do better. I want to be better. I can't keep doing things the wrong way. And so let's not keep bitterness in us. Just as young people, don't hold on to grudges. Whatever people have done to you, it's hard to let go, but keep praying for yourself. God, give me peace. God, help me to let this go. It's not easy sometimes. It's not easy. I have been in a situation where I was so hurt that I thought it took me seven months to heal, but it actually took me, let me count. This is 2012. No, end of 2011. It took me about eight, nine years to realize that I still carried this hurt. And because of that hurt, I was blind. I was blind and did stuff. I thought I was doing the right thing, but it was not even the right thing I was doing. I ended up going in my own way and not the way that God would want me to go. So I definitely do not want to carry any more anger or bitterness in my heart just because of what somebody has done for me, because I want to see clearly and I don't want to go to an early grave. I want to make sure that I die empty and I die old, seeing all the things that I've done and how I've been able to impact other people's lives. So yeah, that's it about forgiveness and holding bitterness. Does anybody want to add anything else to it? Let it not be that I'm the only one talking here. Yes, I do. That's correct. Because when you hold on to things, you carry them with you. Wherever you go, you're still some part of what happened or what someone did to you that you never let go. That's still onto you. And if you don't let it go, it's going to bother you forever. And the other thing is holding on to different things as well. You hold on to this, you hold on to that, you hold on to that. And all of that weight, it can bring you down when it becomes too heavy to carry. That's why some people go into big stages of depression and things like that because of all these things that you've been holding on to. Sometimes some things can look small, so it won't be a big deal to hold on to them. But then if you hold on to them for long enough, they'll start to hurt. Or if you keep adding on things to it, it will hurt at some point. So I think it's very important to let things go. It's hard to let go, but it's important. Yeah, It makes you stronger. Just like what Saul said, it's hard to let things go, but when you do it, it helps you a lot. Because you never know what you might need from that person because there's a saying that goes, no man is an island. Mm -hmm. So maybe that person you're keeping a grudge with may be key to your next step in life or maybe key to helping you unlock that next stage in your destiny or something like that. So that grudge, it's not worth honestly. So for me personally, I think keeping grudges, yes, it happens. We are human. We're prone to make mistakes. But letting go of that grudge or forgiving that person you never know, it might come in hand and go a long way. And it might turn out that that person that you've actually forgiven turns out to be someone that plays a key part in your life. It makes you take that next step. So, yeah, I really think forgiveness is one thing as humans we should have because that is really key. So, yeah. 
Anyone else want to add anything? All I was going to say that I agree with what everyone has said so far. I was at a point in my life where like I had forgotten a grudge I was holding against someone, but I never forgave them. And that came up years later. And I was like, why am I struggling with this certain thing? And everywhere I looked, it was like God was telling me, you haven't forgiven this person. Once you forgive, you can reach on to that next blessing in your life. So it's very important to let that go or sit down and even think about, am I holding something against someone? So you're not holding yourself back from what God has in store for you. That's true. I know. I think when you forgive, it's like a sign of relief because how people go into depression, they feel like so sad or they feel pain. But then when you forgive that person or you let that grudge go, it's like you're taking off weight from your body. Yeah. When you forgive, you're setting yourself free. It might take some time. But you're releasing yourself and getting yourself back together. Esme said something earlier that you miss out on your blessing when you do not forgive. Because yes, this person has hurt you. Yes, this person has done something bad to you. But when you are forgiven somebody, it's setting you free, not them. Forget about what they did. Forget about the person. Concentrate on yourself and trying to get yourself full. And then you can get to your next blessing. Because there are going to be more people that are going to hurt you. Are you going to keep grudges and miss out on your blessing? The bigger the blessing, the bigger the pain or the struggle that will come with it or the bigger the, someone will say, the war or the warfare or whatever. Because there are people that are going to be there, jealous or whatever. And in Africa, somebody is going to Marabu or Juju for you. <laughs> but if you are a believer, Christian, Muslim, whatever faith you are and you are praying, God is keeping you, God is guiding you, God is protecting you. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And some people say the weapons may be formed, but it cannot work against you. And there's one thing that Saul spoke of earlier when we were talking about this, depression. And I just wanted to ask, has any one of you been depressed before? Me, I thought it was depression, but I was just broke. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was depressed till I had some money, but <laughs> yeah, so I think I separated being depressed and being broke. So I don't think I've been depressed before and I pray I don't get depressed. So yeah. <laughs> that is not true. Lack of something can cause depression. Just because you do not have it, it's like, what do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> But where to get the money, it's like, yay, I got the money. So is that what was causing me to think? It's just like you very hungry and your mom is cooking food. And then you said you get a headache and you're like, I have a headache, I have a headache. And then your mom is like, it's because you're hungry. And once the food touches your stomach, that headache disappears. And you think, oh, what happened? I don't have a headache anymore. I can imagine. Depression is a very deep stage of feeling. It also lasts a long time too, without you even knowing that you're depressed. There are so many people who are depressed or who have been depressed and don't even know it because the thing is we don't give the center stage to how we feel. We think just how we feel is just how we're supposed to feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not how we're supposed to feel. That's why many people are depressed and they don't even know they're depressed. They don't even know what depression is. That's why it needs more things like advocacy and stuff like that to make people understand that if you're feeling this way, you're probably depressed. And this and this are the things that you can do to take it away. And it's a long process also. People should understand that. Also, being depressed is not necessarily something that you should ignore. It's a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing as well. That means that it's not something you should ignore and act like it's not there. That doesn't take it away. That just digs the hole deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it starts with confronting how you feel. 
that starts with you first, knowing that you feel this way, accepting that you feel that way, and also talking about it or finding an outlet. I think the best outlet is talking about it or writing about it. That's so true. And I was going to say that, like you said, confronting it, for me, it's about knowing the root cause. Samuel said <laughs> it was just lack of money. That was the root cause. So once you know what the root cause is, because I've been depressed and as Christians, sometimes it's just like, pray about it, pray about it. And you'll be going for all night. You'll be doing 24 hours. You'll be doing 50 days fasting. You don't even know what's going on. But when you sit still, and for me, I've become a very reflective person, always thinking about stuff. I guess I've come to that point of checking what it was. Sometimes we don't even know that we are trying to should I say dismantle or figure out what it would cause? I didn't even know that me questioning myself was actually finding out what it would cause of what I was feeling. I didn't even know that I was depressed until I came to learn about what depression was all about. Because especially when I moved to this country, my first year was really hard. I'm a very family-oriented person and leaving my family again for the second time and not being there was crazy. And I was like, oh, when am I going to see them and all of that? The first time was when I was in uni, you know, went to uni, spent five years without seeing my family and that was crazy. And then I had to do it again. It's just like, ah. And it got to the point, I didn't even realize that was depression. But it got to a point, every quarter, I will cry. I will cry so hard. I'll be going on for hours, especially in the night. And I'll be going out for hours. I'll just be crying and crying. Like The only thing I knew is that I just want to be home or just want to see how my life was going to unfold. I just wanted things to just go, I would start moving the way I wanted it because I had moved here. I was once a manager. Um, moved here now, starting from scratch, being a babysitter. And that's not the life I wanted to live. I'm a graduate. I have my master's and I moved to this country and then I'm starting from scratch. And it's like, what is this? And the fact that I also missed home was an addition. I was crying and crying bitterly. And it was like every quarter. And then at some point, the following year, what was happening was I would go days without sleeping. 48 hours, I wouldn't sleep. And then the third day I would sleep. Then I'll go another two days without sleeping. And the third day I would sleep. And then when I realized what was happening, I realized my body was shutting down on me. I had to call off for it. I remember that day because it was a day Prince Harry and Meghan were getting married. <laughs> I was super excited because I wanted to watch the wedding, but I took that day off. It's not because of the wedding. I took that day off. I mean, what am I getting from it than my eyes? <laughs> it wasn't money coming into my pocket, but I realized that my body was shutting down on me. So I had to take that time off. And thankfully, it was a Friday. So the next day, weekend, I'm grateful. Actually, I was working weekends those days. But that day, I had to take off. I was like, I can't work today. It's not possible. I had to rest. I had to figure out what was going on. And until later, I realized that this was a time of depression for me. And so now, I kind of sense when I'm going into that and try to find the root cause of what it is. Then I'm able to speak to it or see what I can do to be better. And sometimes it's just calling family. If it's family that I'm missing, I call them and be on the phone for long hours. And so sometimes it's like, I'm always on the phone, but just because I always want to gain that closure, I would call just because I don't want to be alone. Or sometimes I'll just tell my sister, hey, I need to come spend time with you because we haven't seen each other for some time now. She's in Texas, I'm in New York, and I just want to spend time with her. So you have to figure out what it is and try to work. I can't travel right now to Gambia, but the only thing I can do right now is call. So sometimes whatever is causing that depression, you may not be able to fix it, but there will be something that you can do that can help a little. So try to go into that. If you're a believer as well, you can pray about it. 
But first of all, find the root cause of it. So like when you're praying, you're praying a mess. And like Saul said earlier, talk to somebody about it and there you can get some help on how to go about it. Something came to my mind, but I don't know what I can talk about it. Actually, let me just say this. So I was telling one of my friends that I think I'm depressed. Da, 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 da. And the person goes, listen, you're not depressed. This is You don't need to go for therapy or anything. You just need to think about what's going on right now. And I felt like that was harsh. Like, come on, please. <laughs> I don't need this right now, but that was the truth I needed at that point because I'm just like, oh, I need therapy, you know. And some people say, I need to go for vacation. I need a cup of tea. Oh, I need a dog. But maybe that's not what you need. So just know what it is that you actually do need. And talking to that friend is also very important. So on to the next thing before we wrap up. My favorite episode, actually I have two. And it was the episodes where the guys talked and the girls talked as well. And I just love to hear guys coming together to talk about. So I wish to have a podcast session where it's just the guys talking and having you guys host or finding sets of guys that will come together and talk because I think that there was a lot of things that we put together in just few minutes and it wasn't enough. And I feel like there was so much that we had to unfold. And the same way with the ladies, it was like, as me was saying, somebody was like, when is the part two <laughs> coming out? Which was so true. Those are really good conversations that we need to continuously have. What do you guys have in mind about those episodes? Being a young African man and being a young African woman. Those were two separate episodes. What do you guys think about that? I think we should have more of those because... In traditional African society, basically, men don't come out to talk a lot about what they're going through or things like that. It's just, it's, they feel, I won't say a stigma, but an atmosphere wherein if a man comes out to talk about his problems, he's termed as weak. So I think these episodes, they will be done more to be really good. Because that episode basically talked about what it's like to be an African man. And we talked, touched on a lot of things. So I really think those will be helpful to us young guys that will grow up to be uh, men, future fathers or so. It will help us a lot because you start from a young age. Mm. And if you have the teachings in you from a young age, yeah. let's say for when we were kids, we were told not to steal, not to lie. So as we grow up, we know that there are bad things. So if we get our points across from these young ages and to the time we are fully grown, I think... It will help us a lot. That's my take on it, bro. That's so true. Suleiman? What Samuel said in the beginning is true. Men don't usually come together to talk about what they're going through or what they feel or whatever. Conversations with other guys, it's usually about, <laughs> it's usually about other things. Like girls. I didn't say that. I know you didn't say that. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's usually like that or let's say, I don't know. Football, that stuff. Yeah, football. But, you know, things that actually take our minds away from what we feel or what we're going through. Usually conversations with guys is about those things, about escapes. We never really go into the deep stuff. So it's important to have more of that. Conversation changes a lot in society. It changes a lot in people's mindsets. And it's important that people have conversations and know that the impact that conversations can have real conversations talking about real stuff that you've gone through because conversation lets you know that you're not the only one going through something mm -hmm. and when you figure that out you stop thinking that maybe there's something wrong with you and knowing that this is something that happens to many other people not just me so it's important to talk to talk about things that actually matter 
I think having those conversations actually does help because when you hear someone else's story, and that's why we have Arabica's Corner to have these kind of conversations and every other podcast that's out there, having this conversation is important because when you see some people out there, you're like, oh, this person is prim and pressed. They are good. They have no worries. But when you hear the deep things that it goes to, you're like, oh, this person does this as well. Oh my God, this person is going through that as well. Wow, I thought I was alone out here, but there are other people that are going through those kind of things. Ladies, how about yours? Yours was really great. And let me tell you guys the truth about that episode. When it eventually came out, I was kind of like scared at the beginning because some of the conversations that we had was really pretty deep. And I felt like Anu was young. Anu, what do you think about that episode? It was like it was too deep and I could not answer very well. I can speak, but then I can't speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you haven't really experienced it. So you wouldn't know what to say. So that's why I was kind of like scared and I was like, oh, okay. But I'm glad that you were part of it because at least very soon that you are rushing to go to college, (laughs) you can go back on that episode and you will learn a lot so that apart from every other thing that you're learning in life, at least you'll be able to listen to what the other lady said and be able to take it with you into college because then you have that at the back of your mind that you're a woman and you know where you're going and what you want and where you need to be. At the end of the day, I was glad that you were part of that conversation. Esme, what do you think about that? What we were talking about, I had to relate to how we were raised when we were younger. I'm glad Anu was a part of that Mm -hmm. because what we're saying is the way our parents and society brought us up is what we're taking with us and what we're trying to change when it comes to like certain gender stereotypical expectations in the African society. And then what we see, what the world is doing versus what we as women or Christian women should be doing. So having open conversations is basically what we're talking about. So we can learn from the younger generation. Things are different now. Let's have more transparency and being open and honest with how we feel and how things have made us feel as young women being brought up. Those are the two episodes that really like touched my heart that made me want to. Next year, I'm going to have another young people take over. <laughs> because at the end of the day, because it's not about me. One day I want to like slide in the back and just give it to other young people to take over this whole podcast. Once I feel like, okay, I have people that are ready. I mean, you may not even have to be ready because look at you guys. You were the bomb. You guys did so great. What are you guys looking forward to in 2022 in life generally? Actually, let's start with the ladies right now. Esme? Oh God, why me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get over 2021. What I hope to see in the future is me more bold in who I am as a person, as a child of God, as a woman, just more boldness. And I guess this podcast was like a start for me. When I tell you that you did so well and you improved, child, you did. (laughs) Especially with the last episode, it was like, you listen to the first episode and then you listen to this last episode and it's like total different person. So boldness, yes, you already have it. It's in you. You just have to keep pushing to do more and get into spaces that even though you're scared, just do it. It will help you. Anu? I think in 2022, I'm hoping to see a better version of myself. More responsible, more trustworthy, more helpful. Yeah, but you don't want to have a lot of workload. That (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes, more responsibility, but you don't want a lot of workload, which we do understand as young people. Yes, we want to be responsible. Yes, we want to be trustworthy and all of that. But sometimes the moment you say it, it's like, okay, you said you want to be responsible. Oh yeah, come on, (laughs) tell this. (laughs) You are going to take care of this. 
But I get what you're saying. That is so, I really love what you said, being more responsible. And I, I know it's going to be, what, you're going to be 12 in two weeks? So her having to say that, it means a lot to me. And one thing I know is that her family were so proud of her for this podcast. They were so proud of her and her growth. Like they didn't expect that she would do this well. And we are all so proud of you. So, so proud of you. Keep growing, keep blowing, keep being better. You will get it. You want to be better. Whatever you guys want to do, pen it down and work towards it. Don't just say it, but you have to work towards it. Yeah. Samuel. I need to read the terms and conditions because 2021 was something else. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. But I want to get to know myself better, improve my communication skills because this podcast made me realize that, okay, I won't always be secure and talking to myself and just my friends. And especially that I'm into comedy. So people are quite surprised that you say you're into comedy, but you're sure to talk to people. So I want to improve on my communication skills as a person, get to be free, like around talk and also just get to know myself better, just get to be a better person also. Yeah. And that's very important as young people get to know you because it's when you know yourself that you can set boundaries and choose what you want and what you do not want. But when you don't know yourself, you just pick up anything. And before you realize, sometimes you're picking up garbage, you don't even know you're picking up. So getting to know you is not a destination. It's a journey. It's continuous. You are going to be different. Like I always say, I came to this realization in relationships that there's always growth. Today, you might say to your spouse, oh, I love flowers. But in the next five years, you might not like flowers. And you have to communicate that and say, hey, I used to love flowers before. But now when you bring flowers for me, I don't think I like them. <laughs> I don't get as excited as I used to before because flowers is no longer your thing. So you need to be able to communicate that. What I'm trying to say is that there's growth that has happened. There's a new you. And so knowing you, it's a journey. And so there are different things that you might like today that you may not like tomorrow. There are things that you don't like today that you end up like. What happened? I used to watch scary movies when I was young. And now I don't want anything to do with scary movies. Like, that's the new me. <laughs> you have to know you. It's a journey, but get to know you. Don't just sit down and expect it to just happen. You have to work and find out what it is and get to know you. Even at the end of your life, you are still knowing you. So we don't want to picking up garbage. We don't want you just getting into any jobs or businesses or relationships that are just rubbish. You want to be able to know where you're going, what you're going into. So anyway. A little bit of what Tamil said and also what Espy said. I want to become a better version of myself. That requires learning about yourself. Always keeping up with who you are and the things that you are learning and the things that you should unlearn as a result of new knowledge and all of that. I'm very passionate about learning, learning about things that school teaches me, but things that I learn on my own. Because I feel like what school teaches me is just things I need for like maybe just to get some credibility. I feel like what's most important for me is things I learned on my own, things that I observe, things that I read and stuff like that. So I would like to add things that I do for myself. It's not about being selfish. Everyone should aim to add to their self as much as they can because the more you add to yourself, the more you can give to humanity, the more you can give to the people around you. So I want to become a better version of myself. And that includes doing the things that add to who I am. That's learning, that's reading, that's discovering and all of that. That's what I would like to do in 2022. It's just an extension of what I have been doing in 2021. And I think 2021 has been such a breakthrough year. 
a turning curve for me. I hope 2022 will become even a bigger one. I plan to work towards it being so. In 2022, I just want to learn. I want to learn and become better. Yeah. And learning never stops. You have to keep learning. The moment you stop learning, it's the moment you start dying. So that's a very good point as well. Finally, what advice have you guys got for young people out there? We'll give you guys 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds? 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds to say what advice you have for young people out there. I'll have to think about this one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Don't try to be someone else. Everyone has their own path, their own journey record has made for them. So believe as a young person, just try and find out and be yourself, basically. Be yourself. You are one of one and you can't be like someone else. So basically, just try and be yourself. Know yourself better. And that way, you'll come about a person. So just be yourself. Anu? I think the advice I can give to people is when you feel sad, when you feel lonely, when you feel like people are not hearing you, Always find someone to talk to because it's always good to talk to someone. And later on, you can realize that, oh, if I didn't talk to this person, something could have happened to me. That's good. Esme? My advice is for people not to limit themselves. Just because someone says you can't do something doesn't mean you can't. Listen to what is within yourself, the strengths that you have, and go out in faith and know that you can accomplish that thing. So amen. I don't know why I called you Soul Man throughout this whole podcast when I know to call you Soul. But anyway, we move. Well, yeah. I actually prefer Suleiman. Oh, People okay. don't know. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't try to be anyone else. That's what Samuel just said. And it's perfect because I believe that every human being has something in you that's special that the world could use, that you yourself could use. If you forego that and then you go try to be what someone else has been given, you're not going to do well. Even if you do, you're not going to be happy. You're only going to be happy if you embrace your true self. So don't hold yourself back. And that's it. Don't hold yourself back. The last post that I posted on Barry Baker's Corner, I want to read. I've just been giving some nuggets this past few days and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lit. But here we go. <laughs> Take a chance on yourself. Life is too short to be playing safe. Had I known is a song you did not want to sing. I don't know. It just came out from within. Don't stop. Just go for it. Don't let anything stop you from becoming who you really are. You are, like you guys have said, you're one original person. You are the only one in this world. Even though someone may look like you, your thumbprints are all different. And so do what you have to do. And for 2022, I said to myself that I want to not just post. You know how the Bible says, don't be just hearers of the word, but also be doers. I want to be one that is not just posting stuff, take a chance on yourself, don't quit, do not be afraid. I mean, do it scared. And then I'm sitting down, not doing anything. I want to show what I'm doing and I'm coming up with something for next year that I've had in mind for the past year or two that I wanted to do. And I feel like maybe now is the time, but I'm scared. Whew. I am scared about doing it. I really want it to come out great. I really want people to go into it and stuff like that. But I'm like, no more just posting and say, don't do this, do this, da, 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 and not do it myself. So I just want to come out next year and show what I am doing. Even though I'm scared, I want to be able to document it and write, I'm sure, a story about the story, all the behind the scenes of it and just go with it. And however it comes out to be, I hope that I know I'll definitely grow. I know it will take me into spaces that I never thought I would be in. But one thing is for sure, 
Blessings will be one, people will be blessed. And even if it's one person that gets a blessing out of it, that's okay. And just like in this podcast, um, Samuel said earlier, there was one thing that he carried with him. For me, that's so important. Like, it's just that one thing was a reason why he was on this podcast. That is enough for me, no matter what the expenses may be for the podcast. Like, if it's just that one thing that he was able to carry with him for me, that's enough. And for whatever you guys have been able to carry from this podcast, I am like, it's okay. Fine with it. It's something that you carry along wherever you go. And it's something that will be guiding you through your journey in life. And so I just want to say I'm so grateful for you guys being on here. I thought I was going to be teary, but I am strong. I'm going on. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for you guys coming on the podcast. There were times that like I just teared up listening to the podcast and you guys speak out and somebody would just go, oh my God, this is really great. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, you're not going to get to me right now. So you guys did me so proud. I'm so happy that you guys were able to come on here. I don't know how next season is going to be like next season of the young people take over, but maybe we'll have you guys, maybe we'll have different people, maybe we'll have more people. I don't know, but let's see how next year goes. I definitely want this to be going on, having young people on here, but I'm super grateful. I just want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold-